Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Some people have the overwhelming need to enact revenge. On November 1st, 1955, a man who wanted to take revenge out on one person killed 44 in the process. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Flight 629 took off from Denver, Colorado and made its way to Portland, Oregon on November 1st, 1955. Everyone settled in for this next leg of the journey as this plane had originated from New York, stopped in Chicago, and then made its way to Denver, of course changing out passengers along the way. It took off at 6.52 p.m. and 11 minutes later, the tower controllers of the Stapleton Airport saw two bright lights appear in the sky and fall to the earth. They looked at their control system and soon found that all flights were accounted for except for United Flight 629. Next came the calls from farmers in Longmont. They were calling to report hearing a loud bang followed by hot debris falling onto their land. Investigators rushed to the scene, but all 44 people, 39 passengers including an infant, and five crew members aboard the flight had perished in the explosion. Of course, an investigation began immediately. They needed to know if this was a simple issue with the plane that had deadly consequences or something much more nefarious. And as they moved to determine the cause, they also had the task of identifying each of the passengers who lie within the charred rubble. The FBI offered their services and dispatched fingerprints experts who assisted in identification. 21 were identified via fingerprint files, and the rest had to have their personal effects identified by relatives. As they sifted through the debris, they found that the explosion originated from the cargo section, where the luggage was kept, and, as they sifted through the remains of everyone's belongings, they came to a single piece of checked luggage. Luggage that belonged to a woman named Daisy King. Armed with this knowledge, police began to perform background checks on all of the passengers. Many, as was customary at the time, had purchased life insurance policies at the airport just before boarding. Mrs. King was one of these passengers. They also found a number of newspaper articles covering forgery charges and jail time, but not for her. It appeared that her son, John Gilbert Graham, had a criminal history, and as they dug deeper, stood to make some money in the event of her untimely death. 
close to $80,000 to be precise. So officials turned their attention to Mr. Graham. They found that John had insured another big ticket item in the past, a Denver drive-in owned by his mother, a business that was badly damaged by a mysterious explosion, allowing him to collect a large sum of money. They obtained a search warrant and headed towards John's residence. Inside of his home, investigators found pieces used to make not just bombs in general, but the specific bomb used in Flight 629. They also found all of the insurance policies he had taken out on his mother, none of which were signed, meaning they were essentially worthless. When questioned, investigators got a glimpse into Daisy's family. Jack, of course, denied any involvement. He said his mother packed her own suitcase, therefore, if there was a bomb in there, she put it in there herself. His wife revealed a different detail. According to her, yes, Mrs. King did pack her own bag, but her son added a last-minute Christmas gift to the bag just before she left. And as they spoke with other members of the family, they found that Jack held a grudge against his mother for what he claimed was an unhappy childhood. Faced with the mounting evidence against him, on November 13, 1955, Jack Gilbert Graham confessed to placing the bomb in his mother's suitcase, subsequently killing 43 others in the misguided attempt for revenge. Unfortunately, there was no federal statute at the time involving the crime of blowing up a plane. So when he confessed, the Colorado district attorney moved quickly to prosecute him on premeditated murder charges. It was only for the murder of his mother, but it was the only charge they could bring him up on. But it did mean that the deaths of 43 others were left unanswered for. Jack eventually recanted his confession, but the evidence against him was more than enough for a conviction. After 69 minutes of deliberation, he was convicted of first-degree murder and, after a number of delays, was executed in the gas chamber on January 11, 1957. Just before his execution, he said, As far as feeling remorse for these people, I don't. I can't help it. Everybody pays their way and takes their chances. That's just the way it goes. With his conviction and death came new laws and regulations when it comes to attacks on airplanes. And because of the media attention, Colorado became the first to use television cameras to broadcast criminal charges. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on November 2nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This daily true crime podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching Morning Cup of Murder. I'd love it if you stopped by and said hi. Stay safe.